It's a little extra Lambo podcast coming to you from the palatial podcast studios right here, Spokane, Washington. How is everybody doing today? It is the end of 2023, and I am going to do a first time show that I've never done before. I'm going to go through the year of guests that we had on the show for a little extra Lambo. And I'm going to hit the the guests that we had really good conversations. I'm going to hit the guests that uh, had some meaningful points and just kind of do a little year in review. Next week, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to give a little explanation point about this. Next week, the show is normally comes out on Friday as everybody knows, but next week is New Year's, and we always do the New Year's Eve special, and that show will be pushed from Friday to Sunday. So I will not have a show next Friday, but I will have a show on Sunday. It will be the New Year's Eve special, and I think you guys are really going to enjoy this year's production of 2023, the New Year's Eve special. We had the catfish story, my catfish story, the year before, the very first year. And then we had Freedom Stick, Packing Patriot, Michael Three Rose, and myself. And we were able to do it live on video, which should be on my Rumble account. And we were talking 9-11 conspiracies. It was a it was a great show. We started out with uh, the conspiracies I had on the list. And I think we left with a couple more added on. So it was a great show. Go back and listen to those two. Go back and listen to the catfish story. It's It still blows people's mind, that whole story. It is a great story. Uh, I have been asked or told I should redo it and make it, you know, make it sound a little bit better, but I'm, I'm so far past that show <laughs> that I don't really want to. And, and it, it's still a good show. It's still a good story. And it's still fucking unbelievable. So go listen to that. It's Catfish Story. Uh, but this Friday show will be pushed to Sunday for the New Year's Eve special. Um, obviously, right now we are uh, getting ready for Christmas. And I hope that everybody has family around. I hope everybody has their trees up and their Christmas music going. I hope the Christmas spirit is filling your house. Um, remember, it's not about the presents that are under the tree. It's about the time spent with friends, time spent with family. It's the time spent with your children. Make some cookies, sing some songs, go caroling. It is not about what is under the tree. Jesus is the reason for the season. And never forget that because right now, with what's going on in this world right now, we need Jesus more than we have ever needed him in our entire lives. Jesus is the reason. So remember that. It's not about the gifts under the tree. It is about him, and remember that, and I wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Hope everybody has a great, great time, and uh, and then leading into the New Year's. So, uh, how was 23, 2023 for everybody? How was it? I have a poll up on the podcast, so if you want to go and leave your comments about how your 2023 went, what did you strive to do? What were your new year, you know, your resolutions for the year? What did you want to accomplish? 
put that in the put that in the comments and let's uh, let's start a discussion. Uh, maybe I'll I'll read some on air if that's cool. If you don't want me to read it on air, just put hey, don't read this on air. But if you wanna you wanna let me know what your goals were and what you achieved and what you got done, what were some highlights of 2023? Please leave those. Uh, our our season or our yeah our season three started at the beginning of the year and we had uh, a couple shows that that led up to uh the show i'm going to talk about now with chris barber um i gotta tell you man i was i was a little nervous to have chris on and now now i can call him up and we'll just you know we'll shoot the shit like we're buddies sitting at the bar but i was nervous before this uh, show started, I wanted to do a good show because I knew the battle that you know we had at the for the trucker convoy. I knew the battle he had at Ottawa and the huge deal that it is. It is a huge deal for the for the people of Canada as well as the people of the United States standing up using our First Amendment, our freedom of speech, to bring grievance to our government. We do know that the. USA trucker convoy did not get the publications and and there was some some things that just didn't come together like the Canadian trucker convoy did maybe the the USA convoy happened a little too soon after the Canadian convoy maybe they should have done it at the same time I, I don't know I don't know what the what would have made it different you can always Monday morning quarterback that but I think I think that it, it maybe should have waited. But then again, if you remember what Freedom Stick said, we don't need to be going to Washington, D.C. There's nobody there. Nobody's going to listen. And they have their own set of rules. We should be going to the state capitals, surrounding the state capitals, bring them to their knees, bring our grievance to the state capitals. Or we go down to the southern border and shut that shit down. Either one. You know that was a, there was a couple different ideas floating around, but I don't I don't know when it came to the American convoy I I just don't know. But the Canadian convoy was a huge success. It it brought so many Canadians together. I know Americans crossed the border to get to the the you know the to get to the borders as well to block the borders from having commerce go across. Where you're gonna hear us roar. And, and that was accomplished. So on our, our very first, our very first year in review, we're going to start off with Chris Barber and the conversation that he and I had had. What was it like? And if you can't answer this, you can't, but what, what was it like when you guys started off um, out here in, in British Columbia and then you were making your way across the provinces and seeing all of the people along the side of the road. I know you had a police escort through some of the towns, some of the cities, but what what was it like? I mean, the the sense of pride is the first thing that I would think of of oh. of you just see everything right there. It was it's patriotic to say the least. Um, for many years, I've been I've been trucking across the U.S. and I always admired the way the Americans looked towards the the, the flag. And I didn't think Canada did that quite as well as what America's done over the years. Hold that flag high and stand proud. And uh, while driving across Canada, seeing the Canadian flags waving on the side of the highways and, and thousands, thousands, it made me so proud. It brought a new feeling to Canada. And even right now, looking back at the videos a year ago, 
man, I wish I had a GoPro camera on the mirror of that truck. But thankfully, there's enough Canadians with cameras and videos that they, they captured a lot of it for us. And what what surprises me from from all of that was the smear campaign that the government was putting on you guys and, and still doing now. <laughs> You know, the of vandalism and people being rude, uh, stopping, you know, running out in the middle of the highway, stopping traffic, you know, that I did not see mm-hmm. that on anything that I had saw. Why would they do that? Yeah. Well, it's a propaganda game. I mean, the Germans did it quite well in the 30s, and I can honestly say they're playing the same role book right now up here. Even in the U.S., you look at what they're doing to us. If you don't fit that, that new world, the woke your system if you're not going with what the government wants you're considered an enemy and they'll do anything they can to destroy you they did that with the yellow vest movement they they called them racist and they pretty much destroyed the movement that way and as we know we have him on later on in the year as well and we had an update from him so we'll get to that but this was a great episode that i had with chris and i got to learn a lot about him learn a lot about the family and how what, what you know what they're dealing with uh tamara leach is there as well and uh hopefully this coming year i can get her onto the show and we can talk about that uh her process and what she went through and not being able to talk to anybody so as well as chris so in in the update later on in the show we'll talk about that as well but um we learned a lot and if you remember from those moments of starting off in BC, going all the way across the country, Canadian pride of of the people on all the overpasses, on the side of the highway, all the flags in the towns, that was pride. And that was Canadian stepping up to show support for for that trucker convoy. And it was a it was a great moment in time. And obviously they're still dealing with that right now uh, in the courts. But I do know that it scared that government, and that's why they're in the courts right now, because because they were scared. Moving on, the next show after that was with my best friend, Mr. Brooks, Gypsy Fly Fishing, and Gray State Mafia, Big Dave. We had uh, them two together, which then spawned... Um, Behind the Curtain podcast, as well as uh, the Nursing Underground, which is was Gray's podcast. Obviously, we know that he has passed. I do have Gray on again later on in the show. But in this episode, I was able to have Brooks and Gray together. And the chemistry between these two was, was, it was awesome. It was awesome to see my best friend and this guy that we've never even, you know, he's never even met. And they just, they just clicked. They had something there, um, which then was going to translate into the podcast, was going to translate into the Behind the Curtain podcast. Uh, and that is uh, obviously not going to happen now because of the the passing of Big Dave, Gray State Mafia, hashtag Gray State. And it was a great show. And uh, this is the clip from there. <laughs> He's about, but he's uh, he's about like uh, what's his name? Tattoos on his face and the hair from Canada. Oh, uh, Tom Tom Jackson. Tom Mc, Tom McDonald. Tom McDonald. Oh yeah, yeah he's I about like, like Tom McDonald. Yeah, I like that guy. Oh, yeah, uh, it's a, it, 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 he's right on the money. He's right on the mark. I'm surprised that they hadn't 
doxed him out of complete society, and I don't mean dox either. Oh, yeah, yeah. Andrew Tate's next. Oh, yeah, they're coming after everybody that way. The problem is it's people like us sitting here on the flip side that's, you know, I say in my lives every night, everybody says, well, you don't, that's not a really a Republican. I said, I'm not a Republican. Not a Democrat. I, I was I was a Democrat when I was younger. I was a Republican, and now I see what they're doing. And I see I really need to pay attention to what they say about two wings, one bird, and figure out where you belong on the bird because it ain't in the wings. And that nails it just just a hundred percent with what's going on with our government. Both sides are corrupt. Both sides do not care about the people. Both sides are there for their gain, not our not our not for us. And that you see that more and more and more every single day. One day everybody's going to wake up, and it's just like the that ants movie. The grasshoppers were worried about the ants all coming together. You know, if it's a million against three three grasshoppers, a million ants versus three grasshoppers, obviously the ants are going to win. But the grasshoppers have to keep them down and in their place so that the ants don't uprise. Once we figure out that there are more of us than them. This government's going to shit themselves when that time comes. But until that time, we've got a lot of people with their head buried in the sand, a lot of people that just don't care, a lot of people that just want to live their lives and drink their, their beer and go to work and, and then come home and do it all over again. And that's what they want. So until the time comes when everybody wants to come together, we're just going to live in the tyranny that we're dealing with. So. And, and this podcast was a great one. Again, I got I got to loan my best friend to uh, another friend, uh, Gray State, and man, it was a it would have been a great podcast uh, between the two of them. The next great podcast it was the Mutual Friend podcast, which was the uh, fastest banned video I have ever had on TikTok. I created a promotional video no words it was just pictures in a song and it lasted maybe 18 minutes it was gone eight minutes it was gone read put it up there again gone band account new account first video gone i went through maybe three accounts trying to get this thing posted and they just it, like i said there was no words my face isn't on it it's just words with some music um about the prepper community and and the the mutual friend podcast and uh we had a great conversation we had a great conversation about the community we had a great conversation about where to start with prepping where to where to utilize our strengths so if you go back that is episode number 88 it is a great show between the two of us and here is a clip from that how does the initial conversation go like you 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 find out like you had said you know you're just you're talking about the other person but Mm -hmm. how does how does that conversation go of you bring up the the community aspect or if you're in a group you're going to try to bring them into the group are you coming out just asking right away are you kind of being soft with it so they don't they don't think that you're fucking crazy i mean how how do you start that conversation yeah there there are some people where if you kind of hint around you know i have had some people point blank you know what are you up to what are you thinking 
However, most of the time, uh, if you just keep up with the news, it will give you enough of an opening to just ask. You know, lately we've been having the the Chinese balloons all over social media, all over the news, and you know, it's debatable in air quotes, but it, it, yeah, but that's <laughs> different podcast. That's what's being reported. Yep. So you can use that as a catalyst of. Dude, what do you think of this? Do you think the Chinese really put a balloon out there? Or do you think it's something else? Do you, you know? And you're less likely to look crazy. You look kind of informed because you're following the news. You know, hey, the president did this. Or, you know, this. I see this policy is coming up. You know, what do you think of that? Oh, that's crazy, you know, or whatever. And to me, it, it's always been easier as a softer opening. Just using social media and the news as a catalyst to start that conversation. If he turns around or she turns around and says, yeah, I don't really follow any of that stuff. You Mm -hmm. know that that's not your target or that's not kind of what you're wanting to have within your community. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's a a grooming process. I don't, I don't like using that word because of the, of the, the, the negative that follows the word grooming, but it could be a grooming process. They might have a special set of skills that you are looking for or interested within your community. Maybe that's something that you can develop through a friendship or through right. a little bit of time. Yeah. And some people it's going to take time because not everybody's going to see you exactly, you know, in the same light that they're in. It was a great show, uh, lots of information, and I've stated this before. Waiting until tomorrow to start your prepping journey is too late. You need to start it right now. Uh, The Dollar Store podcast, uh, which was last year, is a great place to start. Read or uh, listen to that podcast. Get to the dollar store. Uh, If you're low on money, that's one of the main questions I always get. Lambo, I don't have much money. Where do I even start? Why even start? Why even bother? Use the dollar store. Get those certain items. Start building up your water. Start building up your food supply. Start building up on other things that you can that you can use or that you might need. And only you're going to know what you might need depending on what your plan is. If you have a plan of escaping out into the woods, into the wilderness, going to Aunt Shirley's house, whatever, you need to make sure that if you can't drive, that you are have a bag packed at least of, of whatever that you need, that you have the route correct to get there, and then whatever you think you're going to need supply-wise. If you don't have a plan, you're not going to be able to really have a good navigation of where to start for the prepper journey. But if you're going to stay at home, you need to make sure you have water, you need to make sure you have food, other supplies, cooking, heat, Blankets, all that, all that stuff. If you don't know where to start, start with the dollar store podcast that I did on the show, uh, and then, and then go to the dollar store and hit that up. Uh, lots of information here. It is episode number eighty-eight with the prepared mutual friend. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, a little extra Lambo podcast, and you can find the prepared mutual friend on Facebook as well. Like both of our pages. He puts out some great tips, some great uh, advice when it comes to prepping, and and now we're in the winter season, so your preps should be changing, and it's uh, he does a great job with that. 
The next show that I did was with uh, Introverts. She's from Canada. Now, we had some issues with this podcast. And it took a lot of editing for me to get the podcast that I that I put out because of the fact that they were going through and having censorship through the internet. The internet was being stifled, and we were not able to communicate the way that we wanted to because of the of that internet chaos that Trudeau was putting out there. And it's still going on today. They're limited in how much they can use and and the bandwidth and, and all this stuff. It's just to restrict the people from, from communicating. But she and I was able to have a great conversation. During this time, my, I talked a lot about 15-minute cities as well as she. She was talking about 15 minutes up in Canada. I was talking about 15-minute 15 15 minutes cities down here in the States. And then so we, uh, we came together and did a podcast. They don't understand the, the next step. Yeah, we're going to put you guys in the lockdown. You know, binge watch as much, as much Netflix as you want. We'll have food delivered to your house. They don't understand what the next step is. And that is, well, now we're going to no, tell you really what you can watch. Now we're going to tell you what food you're going to eat. No, you can't have your lights on all day long. You only have this much electricity. Oh, you want to go across town to go to the Nike store? Sorry, that's not in your quadrant anymore. And then by then, once they realize that, it's going to be too late. Exactly. And they won't even know what to do because they're so lost. There's no ambition with these people. And so I think I had a man child, I call him, plays with Legos, dresses like a baby, on TikTok, and he's calling me a conspiracy theorist, telling me I need psychological help. And it's like, dude, what is going on? Like, is this the mess that we're in? And this was created on purpose by mainstream media. And this was created on purpose by basically the propaganda and, the, and these elites because they wanted these useless people. They wanted useless people to just kind of go along with their plans so that they can help push their agenda. Because no normal human being with any sort of ambition or any sort of sovereignty would want to live the way they want us to live. So as long as, um, you know, they're delivering food and if it's all crickets with just, you know, chemical flavoring, like these NPCs will take it. They don't care. And it just, it, it boggles my mind that people like that actually exist out there. But I have a feeling that they were created by MSM. Like these people are hardcore MK Ultra in a way that they don't even know how deep asleep that they really are. And uh, yeah, it's just, I don't, I don't want to be de- delegated on how to live my life. And that's kind of why I'm fighting and I'm trying to wake people up. I mean, if they made safe zones, for those of us who don't want to live that way and they just kind of like shoot us off into the woods and we wouldn't have to pay taxes on land, 100% I take it. It was a great show. Uh, we talking about the 50 minute cities and the similarities that, that the, they were having up there that we are having down here in the States. And it's all coming from the who it's all coming from the WEF. It's all coming from the new world order. This is being pushed upon Canada, it's being pushed upon the states, being pushed upon uh, England over there, and and many other places around the world. Don't don't get me wrong. This is their plan, and this is where they're pushing everybody to. And the more we talk, and the more we foil their plans, the harder it is for them to accomplish their goals. If you believe 
that your voice is a weapon, trust me, it is. Because you are making a difference. One of those guys that's making a difference is my next guest. It is Mr. Freedom Stick. And I believe this is the only time I had him on all year long. Maybe one other time later on. But I think this is the, the this is the only time I had him on all year long. Uh, it was a video. I was able to uh, get this put up onto uh, my Rumble account. And we had a great conversation about uh, the Palestine train derailment and the significance of what our government was trying to do. I kind They're of poisoning think- our food. They're poisoning our water. They're poisoning this country. That's plain. That's a tactic. This yep. is an operation. This is a separate operation from everything else they're doing. They're trying to kill us. They're trying to control the food chain. That's well, I what think they're, they're doing. trying to move people out of the center as well. If you're contaminating that entire region, if you are going to be alive, you now have to move away. So now you're going to put a lot more people in the coast or push them towards the West coast towards us. Well, look at it this so way. Now too. you're now you're getting your your areas overpopulated again. Now they're going to be able to go. Wait a second. So now we have an opportunity here to use the 15 minute city and build up instead of out because now this is all contaminated. The only place we can go is up. So I got one for you on top of poisoning the food, the water, everything. What if what if this? And all of these gas dispersions and, and, you know, these trucks overturning all around the nation with all these deadly chemicals. What if this on top of that uh, was used to coincide with possible jabby jab deaths here in the future? They could turn around and say, well, the, the, no, you didn't die from the jab. You died from the neurotoxin uh, that was released in the atmosphere. And that's why all these people are dying. That's why all these people have cancer now. Look at you always have to look at it from this way. Evil, if evil wants to stay in power and they understand that individuals have woken up to their to, to, and figured out the method of their madness and they want to stay in power and they want to have that little, okay, maybe we should back it off a little bit. They always have to look for a way out of it. So mm-hmm. what are we looking at? We have individuals, we have a government, we have governments around the world that tried to push an experimental shot that has now showing, uh, proven within data that you have a higher probability of dying from that shot than you did from COVID, having secondary and tertiary like medical conditions because of that injection. You know, and that's just here in the in the first year, right? So three years down the road, when all these people freaking start dying, you're going to need something to explain that. And the last thing you want to do is have legislation, a federal government that turned around and said, you'll take the shit. Doctors turn around and say, you will take the shit. If they could turn around and now say, well, the reason you're dying, the reason you have cancer, the reason your seven-year-old just passed away is because of all of this toxic chemicals that just got released on this date into the atmosphere, into the water, into the food. We are sorry. One of the greatest untold stories in American or the global history will be the deaths behind the COVID vaccine. I have been saying this the last two, two and a half years. This vaccine is a poison. This vaccine was created. It was created before the virus came out, before they released it out of the lab, out of Wuhan. This virus, this vaccine, were both created to thin the population, 
to kill the population. And they messed up because I believe that one of the variants was supposed to be a real motherfucker when it came to killing people. And it did not. So they are already a practiced event 2025. We already know that it's coming. We already know that they're starting that the got to have that booster, got to get, you know, that COVID, that COVID propaganda is starting up again. And they need to be able to get these vaccine boosters back into everybody's body. So we are dealing with that again. And it will be just in time for the election. And it will be just in time for event 2025. If you want to know more about this, check out the other podcast that I do right after this show up until our next guest, which was Doc House. Doc House, he and I, we can we can talk on the phone. Freedom Stick, we can talk on the phone for two, three hours. It makes a it makes a, a trip from one, you know, from one side of the state to the other go by really fast talking to either one of these guys. Doc House has a very interesting story. If you remember the first time we had him on, we never went through any notes. The second time we had him on, which I believe is this story, we didn't talk about anything on my notes. And then the third story, we had him on again for some of the notes. Eh, but we got him on for the reason I wanted him on the very first time. And it just took, it, it, we had great conversations. This is none other, or this is just another one of those, we had a podcast, we talked for a little over two hours, and, the, and it just kept going and going and going. It was a great conversation. And this is Doc House. Billions of people would die overnight if they just swept the, swept the rug out from underneath the oil industry. And that's and how that's they're what selling a lot of, it, too, is, is they're, they're just making it sound like it's nothing but just gas and diesel. And that is not true. No. If you, you know, you no. put everything electric cars, the, we still need the oil companies, but that will increase our rates for our toothpaste. That'll increase our rates for, um, you know, any, any plastic cups, plates, forks, knives, all of that stuff's going to start going through the roof because they still have to make their money to make it work to be used, you know, to pumping out the oil from the ground. Exactly. And that's what a lot of these climate change activists, I mean, some of these, some of these people that I see on TikTok, you know, like, oh, I saw a video a couple of days ago of this, you know, obviously he's like a 16, 17 year old kid. And he's sitting there saying that we need to do away with farming to fight climate change. It's like, are you even listening to yourself? Do you not realize that doing away with farming uh, would make people starve to death? And that's the same exact kind of ideal when it comes to the oil companies. You can't, you can't just get rid of something that we've based our whole entire civilization on up until this point. I mean, it, it, it just, it doesn't work that, that way. Now a slow transition to where we start maybe figuring out different ways to make some of the other products that petroleum is based upon. Like you said, toothpaste. I mean, what what are you going to do when you can't buy toothpaste? I mean, I mean, come on, but you know, if we can make a slow transition away from fossil fuels, I'm okay with that, mm-hmm. but it, it cannot, it cannot be overnight. It cannot be like Greta, um, uh, what's your name? Uh, uh Thunberg. Yeah. Thunberg, you know, saying well, we got to do it now. It's like, n- no, no, we can't do that. Billions of people would die. 
we know from the CNN leak, from the CNN dinner with the journalist, the journalist, they came off of this COVID propaganda and jumped right into climate change. They told us that that was the next thing that they were going to start talking about, start pushing, create all sorts of drama around this. That was the next thing. And lo and behold, it did. It did happen. And it was all about climate change. The COVID virus kind of drifted away because people weren't buying into it anymore. They were starting to ask questions. Well, just just let's not talk about it real you know, we'll just move it off to the side. Let's fill it with something else, though. Then all of a sudden, we had we had hurricanes on the on the west coast down in California. Like seriously, that had nothing to do with harp. That was just all natural. Like that is what they are trying to do. They are trying to use our weather, use the climate against us to scare more people. And God, it works. You still have people driving around with masks on inside their own car, so obviously scare tactics work. But now you've got Hillary Clinton out there saying that the heat is causing more people to die than ever before in history. And all these liberals have to do, all these world elites have to do, is just say it. They're not going to be questioned. There's no follow-up question. Can you prove what you just claimed? That is not going to happen. So now it becomes gospel. When it comes to... These elites pushing an agenda, they don't get questioned on it because the media is in on it. So climate change, which has always been a hoax, it has always been a a money grab from the vice president, Al Gore himself, telling us that the glaciers are going to be no more, it'll be extinct, blah, 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 blah. Ted Turner saying that people are going to start eating themselves because everything else on this earth is dead. And this this was all 20 years ago still, but yet what has happened? Absolutely nothing. It's Democrats using fear tactics. Now it is climate change, and they, they've been pushing it. My next guest, Michael Three Rows, Three Rows of Truth, episode number 96. Uh, I'll plug saintsandsinnershatco.com. Get on to saintsandsinnershatco. And the very first hat you're going to see there is the Gray State-inspired hat. I believe if if he keeps selling these hats, he will continue making a donation to the family of Big Dave and helping with you know whatever costs there are, whatever comes up. I do know that there are still some funeral costs that need to be covered that the family is trying to figure out. But if you would like to help out, get on to saintsandsinnershatco.com to purchase your gray state hat if you get onto my instagram page onto the extra lambo facebook page or just get on the saintsandsinnershatco.com you'll see that hat there's a flat bill as well as a curve bill of the mask that dave used to wear so it is a great hat also get on to vandystreet.com and you can get the 20 ounce tumbler it is a black tumbler with the Grace hashtag gray state with the mask on top it is a awesome cup i've got mine sitting right here next to me i know brooksy's got his when he's traveling he's got his cup with him and it's a great cup it's uh vandy does a great job so that is vandystreet.com get onto there it is the very first one you're going to see again michael three rows and vandy will make a donation to the family if you order either one of these to help with the funeral cost uh, Three Rose and I had a had a great conversation. Um, this is about the time when 
they were getting just hammered with illegals crossing the border. And what are you going to do? What what are you going to do when something happens and and you get this flood and it comes right up to your doorstep? What are you going to do? Oh, everybody. It, I, I like the, and Freedom Stick will say the same thing. He's, he likes the plans that he hears when the EMP is going to hit. They're going to they're gonna go to the hills. They're going to go to the mountains. They're going to go to the farms. No, you're not. Yeah. You're going to get shot. Yeah, you're going to get shot. So, I mean, even my mother, we, you know, we talked about it one time a couple months, you know, probably about a year ago, before I even met up with Freedom and, and, and Pack and Patriot in Tennessee last year. So, I was telling Brad about it. So my mom, she's talking about, so she's been prepping. She's been buying all this stuff for the last year and a half, two years. And she's like, so if, if it goes down, we're going to load up the camper with all the stuff. We're going to put it in there and we're going to go out to uncle DJ's house, which is like 150 miles from, you know, probably about a hundred miles from here. And I'm like, mom, like you would be lucky to make it from your house, 12 miles from here to my house. If the shit goes down, you're not going to be dragging a camper full of fucking supplies a hundred miles across the country. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not feasible. It's not going to happen. You're going to be shot, looted, your camper, your trailer, everything, everything's going to be taken from you. Like you have to have plans and you have to have them now. And, and when stuff does go down, which is, there's absolutely no way something's not going to happen. If, if we don't have an EMP, we don't have fucking, the dollar doesn't crash. Well, then we have the, the sparse pandemic in 25. Like they are coming for us 10 different directions. It doesn't matter which direction we get hit from. They don't give a shit as long as they hit us. Yep. And that's, that's what they're doing. They throw in everything at us from every direction they can. Like I said, it doesn't matter which fucking car hits you as long as it's one of their cars. Yeah. And having that plan, having that, that route established and remember if you have only one plan you have no plans you need to have three plans because you just never know what is going to spring up or surprise you and you need to alter your plan the other thing i will advise you if you have a plan or you have three plans or five plans have somebody who understands plans or you're like-minded tell them your plan if, as long as it's a trusted source, let me let me start there. Trusted source, tell them your plan, and have them break it down. Have an have an outside set of eyes breaking down your plan, so that way you kind of know that it's kind of foolproof. Break it down. Tell them the flaws. Um, I do know that that Freedom Stick, when he has his his online virtual training, when he has that going on, he specializes in survival he specializes in in plans and and uh all of that to help with the survival aspect of of either bugging in or bugging out he will help you with your plan or if you want to sh- email the podcast extra lambo at gmail.com i'll help you i'll help you with your plan and if i can't then i'll ask somebody else who can and just give you the best uh resources that it, that i know are available and keep everybody safe we are going to need these plans at some point and we have more more we have an influx of people crossing that southern border and they do not like this country they're coming over for a reason and one at you know here shortly i think we're going to find out what that reason is a lot of people don't believe a lot of people don't believe 
that there is anything going on. They are asleep. And my next guest, the official Joshua Gaddis, episode 98, we talk about just that, of people not being awake and people not caring. I want to believe that most politicians, when they get into office, they have... The, I think their heart is in the right place. They want to do good. They want to do good for the people. They want to re- represent their their counties or their their um, their constituents. They mm-hmm. you know they want to do good. But I think at some point, I think at some point either a it gets they get manipulated, their arm gets twisted, or else they get compromised. And in Texas, uh-huh. I believe Dan Crenshaw is one of those guys that got compromised because oh. he was an all-star. He was saying all the right things. He was doing all the right things. He was a, he was uh I, I first came across Dan, Dan Crenshaw on the Convino and Rich show, actually on Sirius XM. Likeable mm-hmm. dude. He's, you know, down to earth, barbecue and a beer kind of guy. And then mm-hmm. it, it just, it just switched. Like he got compromised. Yeah. I, I, that would not surprise me in the least. And, you know, who knows what they have on him, you know? Um, but obviously they've got something because, uh, I don't see why anyone would make a 180 degree flip like that. And, um, and it'd be so quick and so sudden. And it was very sudden. Like he yeah. was talking, he was talking about the border and making sure we had enough assets and getting the, the border patrol agents to have enough guns and ammo and whatever else that they needed. And then it turned the, like almost the very next day. Yeah, no, we're, we're good on the border. We, we don't really have a crisis. Um, we could update some stuff, but really it's, it's all good down here. Like mm-hmm. overnight, it's like Dan. What happened? Who got to you? Yeah, yeah. Somebody got to him. But you know, on, uh, and but on the other, uh, at, at the same time, you know, with all that going on, you know, when I look at, you know, I, I talk to a lot of people all the time, and the, what what I've personally seen, especially in the last, you know, two years, year and a half, you know, even with as bad as things look, I think that the worm is turning, you know, socially, um, you know, as far as like, you know, uh, the, the, the consciousness of the, of the public, you know, and, and, and sure, there's still a lot of people who are still, you know, asleep with their head buried in the sand, but there's a lot of people who are waking up. The final show of 2023 is going to be brought to you by Trinot.com. Cindy Davis has been a great sponsor to the show, and I want to help her out by making sure that we have a New Year's resolution going into 2024 to have the best skin that we can have. Men, we do need to up our game. We do need to get those oils out of our skin, and I got the products just for you. Glow is an advanced type 1 collagen with superfood antioxidant and support, and then Nourish. It's a probiotic meal replacement to help gut health and gain nutrition. But you want some combo packs? You want to save some money? Get the Boost and Balance. The Balance is a multivitamin and the Boost is a premium nitric oxide. It also comes in a cellular combo pack, which includes Balance and Boost, but 
enrich and renew as well. Message Sinmin85, C-I-N-M-I-N, 85 on Instagram, or email Sinmin03 at gmail.com to place your order with Cindy Davis. Get on to Trenaut.com backslash Sinmin for your orders today. Have you ordered your EatWorks Power Bars yet? You know, Eat WRX Power Bars. We've got the bacon cheeseburger. We've got the jalapeno pizza. If you have ordered them and you've tried them, you know that I am not going crazy. You know that I love these things. They're they're phenomenal. They're perfect bars. They fit great in the go bag. I've got an ammo pouch that is holding mine right now. I've got two each. Two of the bacon cheeseburger, two of the jalapeno pepperoni pizzas in my in my ammo pouch right now on my on my go bag. You will love these bars. Eatworks, WRX.com. Tell them a little extra Lambo sent you. If you go into the top left-hand corner, there is a the three bars there. It's the menu drop down. If you go into our work story, it'll tell you exactly how they started. It is a it is a team of military veterans that wanted to do more for the people that they were just serving with. They didn't want the powders. They didn't want the old, you know, the old Bauer bars. They didn't want those. They wanted something new, something, something better. And they developed it right here. Eat works. WRX.com. Order yours today. They have the sample pack. You can buy it, try it out, but but just buy the buy the big packs. Trust me on this. Buy the big packs. And in the comment, tell them a little extra Lambo sent you. Now on to episode 101, we have Mr. Harley Jackson himself. We talk about the making of more money. And each year you you want to make more, you want to make more. That's a goal that you have set. But in the end, you know, it's just not enough. Um, You're in the process of selling your house. I'm in the process of buying a new house. So I was just going through some old tax returns and, you know, turning over all that information and stuff. And I have... I have I I have almost all of my tax returns from when I first started working. And as I'm going through through the 90s, through the 2000s, I'm going and I remember telling myself and then when I got married, I remember telling my wife, "Man, if we could just make 15,000 more. If we can make 10,000 more dollars." Or or and then then you make it and go, "Man, we, we you know how much yeah. better we'd be if we'd make 10 more thousand dollars? Just 10 more thousand dollars." Now I'm making twice that now. And it's still like, man, if I could make ten thousand more dollars a year, we would ju- we would just be a little more comfortable. Yeah, it's well, it's because every time we get to that mark, the inflation, the cost of goods, the cost of gas, the cost everything rises. You know, everything's just been on a steady, you know, increase since we, you know, since we've been working. You know, since we were 14, 15 years old. Um, because that's when people like us started working at 14 or 15. Mm-hmm. Um, so the interesting thing here is I'm looking, and, and this is the, this is the part, this is the part that gets really frustrating about trying to figure things out is because you never know what you're reading, if it's worth a shit or not, if it's true or not. But lendingclub.com says 60% of Americans now living paycheck to paycheck down from 64% a month ago. So you expect me to believe in this shithole economy with the way things are going and how horrible they are that, all of a sudden, we just got four percent, 
4% less people, which in America, if you're looking at, let's say there's 180,000 people, 180 million on the workforce times 4%. So you're telling me 7.2 million people just stopped living paycheck to paycheck. I'm going to call bullshit on that, but nonetheless, we'll, we'll just say it's, it's true. But, um, yeah, so, um, I mean, we're very, here's, this is just the bottom line. This country has spent more money than it makes for decades. We have since Obama, we have, uh, we have almost tripled our national debt. Um, we owe, 70% 70% to China, 80%, I think, to China, something like that. Um, we continue every year to spend more money than we make. And I, and I just have to, you know, I try to break things down a little more simple since we, we tend to get in all these complex uh, word mumbo jumbos that, you know, everybody likes to make word salads now. So you get really confused. And then by the end of the conversation, you don't even know what the hell you're talking about. And you're just, you just walk away and you throw your hands up. And you're like, yeah, whatever. Cause it seems like every liberal that you talk to versus every right person that talks, they have good talking points. If you actually listen to what they're saying, right. If you actually listen, um, they're both making valid points. They're both just wrong. My next guest that I have is American Warfighters, and this is an organization that is out of Lewiston, Idaho, slash Clarkston, Washington, my hometown, and it is a great, great organization that is out there helping veterans in crisis. This is American Warfighters. That's got to that's gotta be some rewarding on your end, but also you can relate to what, what that individual is going through to be able to, to be there for them. That's awesome that the law enforcement contacts you guys. Yeah. I mean, you know, at one point we've all been in that dark place and you know, I can personally tell you, I've considered stuck part a shotgun. You know, and it's just, and I haven't even seen that. Well, everybody thinks it's an easy way out. Yeah, sure it is. You're gone. Not for your someone family. Else to, yeah, someone else has got to mop that shit up. No, it, there's too many unanswered questions of why. And I wish that a lot more vets would consider that. And pulling that trigger or drinking yourself into fucking oblivion or seeing that hindful kill is going to yeah you're not going to feel anything anymore but now your your family has a lifetime of why 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 did you know dad or uncle tom do that stuff how many veterans are in your guys's area in your circle oh my god in our okay, when you say in our circle, do you mean in the American in your, War in, your, in your radius there? How many how many veterans are oh, in, in that you guys can thousands. potentially deal with? Well, we so we so there's literally thousands within the area with networking with the other BFWs, the veterans home. All the, there's a, quite a few different veteran organizations, but there is a lot of veterans in this area, Idaho surrounding area, yeah. retired vets. 
the ones who need assistance, that's a little bit different. It's a come and go. We have a lot of Vietnam vets and everybody. They're very prideful. And so that it's hard for them to ask for help or to let us know that they're in a situation where they need us. So usually they get nominated by other people, people who know them, their family, their friends. family members. Yeah, something like that. Have heard of us and they come up and say, hey, you know. I actually, the two years that I've been a part of them since I joined them, because I was going to come home and start my own veteran group here in the Valley because I didn't know there was one. And then I was told about them. I met them. I thought they were cool. I decided I, I decided I was like, can I help you guys? I'll just help you wherever. And like a month later, they're like, you're secretary, you're treasurer. Now you're operations manager. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> Moved um, up quick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but within the two years I've been with them, I think I can probably count on one hand the veterans who have actually come to us themselves because we just, we have pride. A lot of us, even myself, even like when I first came home and I was having trouble, I, even though I knew them and I knew they were here for me, I didn't want to go to them. I, it was too much pride. And you finally get to a point where you break down and I had to go to Joe and be like, yeah, I'm, I really don't want to ask for help, but I need help. And it takes a lot for them to come to us and do that. So most of the time it's the family, the friends, the neighbors um, that recommend them. And then we just kind of take it from there and slowly ease our way in because we don't want to overstep it's a really delicate situation when you're dealing with veterans and their pride. You don't want them to feel like you don't want insulted, to in. sort of. And, yeah. Yeah. And overwhelmed. I mean, you know, Hey, we're just in, we're here to help. And the next thing you know, they're either slamming the door, or giving you the finger and telling you to pound sand. And it's none of, none of- that was my friend, Kat Martin and Joe, along with the, the others of American Warfighters, in my link tree. If you are a veteran, thank you for your service. But do not go another day if you need help. If you need somebody to talk to, you need help with paperwork, you need help filing something, call American Warfighters. If you are in the Lewis Clark Valley, look onto my link tree and find that link to get to American Warfighters. They will help you. My next guest is my arms dealer, Aaron from Three Aces. It's a local uh, gun shop here in Spokane, Washington. But this is the time where Jay Inslee was putting out the assault weapons ban. And uh, we had an interesting conversation about the vagueness that was out there for shotguns. So tell us what the bill was. Okay. And then and then tell us how it immediately affected you. Okay, so the bill was an assault weapons ban in the state of Washington. So semi-automatic center fire rifles and shotguns. So the kicker with the shotguns is it has to have characteristics. So you have to have a pistol grip and it has to be semi-automatic. So there so the way that they worded that too was um, kind of tricky because they threw in the word capability. <laughs> so a semi-automatic shotgun with the pistol grip and the capability to hold more than seven rounds. Well, if you're familiar with like hunting shotguns, mm-hmm. some of them don't have pistol grips, but like some factory turkey shotguns, have pistol grips and they have an extended magazine tube. Well, you take the plug out 
and you can put an extension on and you can hold more than seven rounds. Okay. That is capability <laughs> by definition. Okay. So that shotgun's out. Yeah. Uh, technically, but like, unless it's permanently affixed to where you can't clean it, you can't disassemble it. Well, what's the point then? Like, how are you going to maintain it? They don't care about that. <laughs> they don't care that your gun might break because you can't maintain it. They just want guns to be gone. It's very vague. <laughs> written. It's so vague. And, yeah. and so my next guest is the Kentucky renegade Patriot of the renegades rant podcast. We were talking about military tribunals and, and kind of what needs to happen if we don't have an agency within our government that we can trust. These, the military is handling this as they should, because what agency can we trust at this point? So the military is handling this. What are your, what are your thoughts on that? What are your beliefs? I mean, we need military tribunals. I mean, we know that they have violated the Nuremberg code. I mean, if it wasn't for the Nuremberg code, then they would be able to get away with whatever they want to, because we know that we're not subjected to be tested on like, you know, fucking lab rats, you know, they have to have our consent. And that's exactly what they did with the pandemic is they, you know, launched this on us. We know that there was the gain of function between, uh, what was it? Harvard, the Harvard professor, you had, uh, University of North Carolina, you have Fort Detrick, and then you had the bioweapons labs over in Wuhan and the ones that were over in uh, Ukraine. So that's violating the Nuremberg Code, and there should be military tribunals, and everybody should be brought up on those charges. But do I think that our military is doing anything? Now with Austin and Millie in, them, in there, I don't think they, anything's going to be done. One of my favorite people that I have met on the TikTok app is Bucking Bulldog Mama. We had a great conversation about some policies that were going down in Oregon. Uh, done a little reach out with another guest that I had had later on. And when it comes to the importance of tier of somebody to battle against tyranny, that is our sheriff. That is our local sheriff. You need to understand what he is about, or she, I guess, what your sheriff is about, and making sure that they follow the Constitution because your sheriff is your last line of defense against tyranny. I believe he's kind of on the same. I think he's on our side on this. I believe he's, you know, he's pro 2A, he's pro Constitution, he's pro... Um, you know, our, our, what, what we believe, uh, patriotism. And I would, I would hope that in that situation where it's, it's a tyrannical government comes in or, you know, James Lee starts doing some bullshit stuff, he's going to step in. I, I believe that that is, yeah, that hope. is him. Let's hope. That's why everybody sits back and waits to see what the sheriff has to say when all these bullshit laws get passed. Because that is the reason why everybody waits to hear is because the sheriff makes the ultimate decision on if that shit's going to fall or, you know, play out in their county or not. Mm -hmm. And these people, I think that people need to understand how important the sheriff is and that they're actually more important than probably almost anybody else you probably vote for because they override the governor. They override the president of the United States. They override all of that. And if you don't have a good constitutional sheriff in your county, you're fucked, man. 
the next guest that I had on was at a very important podcast for me because child trafficking and grooming has been the hottest topic in the nation. It is the true pandemic that we have in this world. And it's not just a, a local issue. It's not just a state issue. It's not just a country issue. It's a global issue, child trafficking, child grooming. And there are so many ways that these groomers can get to our children. I had the pleasure of talking to 2A Patriot Mama. All of her information, if you want to find out more about her organization, you want to find out more about the Shepherds organization, get onto my link tree and find all of that information if you want to help get involved. My topic with 2A Patriot Mama is about apps that our children use and the the way that they can these groomers can easily get to our children. That's how I started on there was was trying to track who's commenting on my daughter's shit. Yep. There are listen, I'll tell you right now, these predators 9 years into this, I've picked up a lot of education and along the way. Um not only on my own from researching, but from the people that I have met along the way. Um, and we'll get into that after, but we are so infested, not only in our own towns, neighborhoods, all of that, this country alone is so infested online. It is infested. It is so bad and it's very scary because, you know, we went through a lockdown where, you know, parents were home working and they had to be in front of their computers. If, you know, whether it was a single family home, two family home, you know, we're in an economy where a lot of either it's a single parent home and they got to work or double, both parents have to work just to make ends meet at this point. And what did we do? Our kids were on their devices. They were babysitters Mm -hmm. because the parents were so busy. Monique Leal was my next guest that I had on, and it was a great conversation with somebody who was doing the work, the research, and the loudness when it comes to COVID vaccine injuries. And that episode was dedicated to a, a... a uh, person that she personally knew and the family. And we were talking about uh, a face-to-face confrontation, we'll put in air quotes, confrontation uh, with Justin Trudeau. Good, I'm good. I saw you um, on on a live on Instagram earlier today. You were uh, f- face-to-face with Mr. Trudeau. And, and we all love that guy. And even from the from the States, we love that guy. And hopefully you sense the sarcasm. Yeah, no, I do. I do. What was he, uh, what was he doing there? I, I guess it's a senior center, which is kind of ironic and that he, that he's there since he doesn't care about the mm-hmm. seniors, but what, what was he doing at the senior center? Yeah. He's just kind of right now just making his rounds um, here in Hamilton and Toronto. And um, it was just, uh, he, he was just there to go and visit and speak with them. So um, and like you said, how ironic, right? How many of our elderly died uh, alone um, that, you know, were locked up in the nursing homes here, many of them, you know, months 
months in their rooms, uh, sitting in their feces and urine and, and being uncared for and dying alone. It just, it was ironic. And I actually just say that a couple of times when I was speaking to the police out out at the front today. So, yeah. How many encounters have you had with Trudeau? This was my second, my second. Um, And right before we actually got on this podcast, um, I don't know if you heard me mention Sean Hartman in the video and Maddie DeGary. Um, Sean is a 17-year-old boy here who died um, two weeks after his Pfizer vaccine, and his father just sent me a message, and it just got, you know, he just was crying and said, thank you so much. I've been wanting, you know, Trudeau to hear my son's name. Double N Glenn is my next guest. And we talked about having the trust within our phone and using it for many applications. We use it for our bank. We use it for our taxes. We use it for many things. Why can't we use it for voting? I think it should always be paper ballot. I think there's too much fraud when you allow the mail-in balloting oh yeah you have or or digital but another idea too is we have so much trust in our phones we bank with our phones we send money through our phones we have our you know our retirement stuff on our phones we have so much on our phones why can't we vote from our phones we have facial recognition now why can't we also with saying that I've always said this from back in the day when American Idol was first came out. There had so many millions of votes for these people that were seeing via phone, right? And they'd text in or, or send whatever it was. You press two for this person when you call in. Um, I always said, why couldn't we do that? Like for, for a presidential race. And you know how quick those, those votes are counted? We could watch it live. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have Ryan I mean, Seacrest cool, out but, front. Well, how trustworthy is that? Like I said, now they have different technology where we have facial recognition. You can have your fingerprints and all that stuff. Um, but again, the politicians don't want that. The We Want the Names group or the We Want the Names organization is a very intriguing aspect when it comes to the We Want the Names from the Jeffrey Epstein client list. They are out there. They had a rally last year and the year before in Washington, D.C. to bring awareness to people for We Want the Names. My next guest is from Washington State. Jessica is her name, and we're talking about the event that happened in Washington, D.C. You are, uh, this will be the second year, You're, you organize a rally for the We Want the Names. Uh, yep. It's October 7th. This is year number two. And then um, I believe is what you said is you want to have this rally the same you know, weekend or same close to the same date every single year. Tell us a little bit about uh, We Want the Names and then tell us a little bit about the rally from last year and how you think it'll improve for this year. Perfect. So last year, I, you know, the Roe v. Wade had just gotten overturned, and I feel like liberals will organize the very next day if they feel like they're being, you know, 
something, an injustice is happening to them. And it bothers me that conservatives won't come together to protest injustices that they cause against us. COVID, for example, we didn't do anything. We didn't stand up. Old people were dying alone, unconstitutional lockdowns. My business was directly affected. My husband got laid off from his job. We did nothing. So with when it comes to human trafficking, which is not a conspiracy, and Epstein going through court and Ghislaine Maxwell and them getting, you know, well, he killed himself apparently, but her getting sentenced to human trafficking, to who? Who did she traffic these people to? Well, we have the logs. We have glimpses of the Black Book, but we don't truly know. What we do know is that these associates of Epstein who went to his island control our laws and our bills. They tell us what the fuck to do. They are part of our government. We go and watch their movies. These are high-profile people. And we, as everyday Americans, have no clue which one of these people are raping and having sex with children illegally. My Guy Tones. That was my next guest. And we talked a little bit of 9-11 and the reason that he signed up for the Army. That's what protocol is. The president, vice president gets swooped up, Air Force One, in the air in five minutes. Yes. And yet, well, we've got this going on. They, they, They know who it is because of the passport that was on the ground that had just miraculously blew out of the plane and landed and in perfect condition. That was, yeah. that was weird. No nope. convenient. No plane damage, no smoke damage or anything. So what did he just toss it out the window before he hit or what? Must have. Must have. <laughs> I mean, man. Uh, but and then the 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 president just went, yeah, okay. And then yeah. right back to the class, like, nah, no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> he just sat there. He just sat there. Like the video, no, no emotion footage. on his face. Yeah, no emotion, no emotion at on all. his face. Okay. Nothing. Okay. <laughs> the video camera. Yeah, and, and, and because of 9 11, I joined the Army. Oh, did you? Thank I, you for you your know, service. I, that, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Uh, for, unfortunately, I didn't serve, serve because two and a half months in, I blew my knee out. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and I joined because I was like, you know, at the time, I, like I said, I was 16 years old. I didn't really put two and two together. I was like, no, they didn't come over here to my country and start fucking shit up. No, I'm going to go to their country and do the same thing. <laughs> so I signed up for the army and, and, uh, unfortunately I didn't get hurt, but uh, my job, I was a tanker. I was a 19 kilo. And, um, if, uh, once I finished my training, I was going to come back home 10 days R and R rest and relaxation, meet, see with your family and stuff. And then I was headed right over to, uh, Fallujah. If you want a real American Patriot company, I advise you to check out ltdefense.shop. Use the radio promo code Radio Freedom, and you will get 5% off your order. That means my my next guest is Jen from LTD Defense, or L Longhorn Tactical and Defense. We talked about the tactical company. We talked about medical supplies and what you should have on you. And from her website... She's going to give the importance of, of having these supplies on hand. There's a, there's a lot of stuff that I can, I can get for customers outside of what's on our site. But the basic component of what really gets people started, we have on our website, not confused. The advanced people know. Hey, you call LTD, you ask for this. I'll let you know if I have it. 
but tourniquets, splints, chest seals, combat gauze, um, things like that are so important to have. Um, and so those core basics, any one of those items you can buy from us, and, and they're all beneficial to have, um, especially in your home, in your car, right? So we have 5 million bleeding control incidents in America every year. And you are more prone at home and work to have a bleeding incident. I tell people, have an IFAC in your kitchen, have an IFAC in your car, have an IFAC at the office. I, I carry six tourniquets in my truck, right? Yep, you I come up four. on a rack. Yeah. You take a stop the bleed class, you come up on a rack, you now have the training, you could potentially save somebody's life, right? Um, and so the average person can bleed out in three to five minutes. The average first response time is 7 to 15. And the truth is, we learned after the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan that we could bring this life-saving training right here to the streets of America to teach the private citizen how to do it and and save lives. And, and all it takes is a, it's a 60-minute class, about 60 to 90-minute class, just like CPR, where you learn this life-saving skill. And, and it's saving lives all over the country now. And um, so... I, I think there's a, a lot to be said about getting just basic first aid kits from us. Don't buy your tourniquet on Amazon. The windless rod could break, the back plate could snap, the buckle could snap. You know, things can go wrong. Windless clips have broken. That's what the parts are called in a tourniquet. Um, buy a cat combat tourniquet. Do not buy a knockoff tourniquet. Combat application tourniquet is really the way to go. Uh, and there's other types. I'm not talking about ratcheting tourniquets. I'm not talking about the other types of tourniquets that are out there. When I, I'm specifically referencing the cat product, it, do not buy a knockoff on Amazon. Don't do it. My next show was a very emotional one. It is labeled Lambo's Return because I came back from Arizona and it was a hard trip. It was the passing of my friend Gray, Big Dave, Gray State Mafia, and he went from going in to get checked for uh, some issue, other health health issues, to having stage four, uh, stage four um, cancer that happened in his lungs, and then it spread into his brain, and then he passed. It was so quick. The his sons got to be around his bedside um, as he passed, and I don't know if you can have a, a more beautiful ending than having your family around you, but I know he wanted more time, you know, and I know that his boys did as well. That show I do not have audio for just because of the, of the uh, sensitivity behind it. I do not have audio for it, but please go check that show out. It is uh, one of my last few that I, that I have done for the year and it is uh, it's labeled Lambo's return, but it is it's very emotional. And we talk about Gray's passing. The last show, though, that I did was with uh, Spokane County Sheriff's Lieutenant Elliot. Uh, we talked about the the use of technology and how is the department using AI. I, I'm assuming that that's that's artificial intelligence on these on the like let, let's just take the gaming aspect of that. Artificial intelligence can go either way. You in this situation, it's a good thing because it's going through. It's 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 predicting or not predicting. It's uh, searching for keywords or you sure. know whatever for good. 
AI gets in the wrong hands, it can be used for bad. Terminator movies, you know, whatever whatever movie or sci-fi you want to look at. Artificial intelligence, I believe, in, in, my, in my opinion, I believe that's where everything is going for our computers, for our social medias, for, you know, our, our, our technology for this podcast. Eventually, it's going to be AI related. Do you see law enforcement using AI in, in some aspect? Or is that something you guys just want to stay away from and keep it in, in house or in person, I guess? You know, any technology in the wrong hands can be used uh, for those type of purposes like you explained, right? And AI is a very, it's a broad description of technology, but it's its growing. Uh, and certain things we don't use it for is, uh, let's say, we don't use facial recognition, right? We don't use um, most of these capabilities. Now, the ability to have the computer, you know, search images of vehicles by color, you know, we use that. You know, how can we maybe rule somebody out. A lot of times this technology, we're ruling people out who are um, uh, maybe the focus of a crime and it turns out we can exculpate them or we can rule them out and oh, right, that, that person wasn't involved. So we're avoiding, you know, focus on somebody who wasn't involved. Uh, but, you know, I'm still learning it and I, I would say I'm not an expert on it, even though that's kind of my area of responsibility. Uh, we're keeping up on it. Uh, we go to conferences, learn about it. Uh, but a lot of the technology is including that uh, to be able to sift through. So, uh, you know, would you I guess would they consider AI the ability to take 10 hours of video and have a software system boil that down to, you know, the few moments where we had a red car come through? 2023, it was a great year for the show. We had so many guests, and my goal for next year is to double should we double this list of guests? I am going to uh, definitely start off the year with two bangers of a podcast. I have two guests that are already lined up to come on, and they are going to do be game changers when I when I open the 2024 season, season number four. I can't thank you all enough for listening to the show, growing the show, sharing all the shows using the the promo codes that I'm having. I have uh, another special announcement to make at the beginning of next year when it comes to uh, sponsors, and I've got a great one coming, and I'm very excited for it. So, again, thank you very much for listening to the show. Please hit that notification button at the top. Hit the follow button, and if you could do me one more favor... When it comes to listening to the show, if you always find yourself leaving the show just a couple seconds early, it does not count the show as a full listened show. So if you would go and just download the show, and it doesn't matter then if you listen to half of it, three quarters of it, and you just walk away and forget about it, whatever. As long as you download that show, it gives me a full credit. Just wanted to pass that along, and that goes for the Renegades Rant podcast. That goes for the Kramer Says podcast. That goes for the Joe Rogan podcast. It's all the same. Download the shows that you listen to, and that way we are given the the full listen credit for these downloaded shows that, that you participate in. Thank you very much to all of my guests. Thank you very much to all of my listeners. I hope that what you are listening to is enjoyable. And I hope that uh, 2024 brings about many more shows for you to 
go back and listen to and enjoy. If you have missed any of my shows, please go back through the app and or my link tree to find your player, but go back and listen. I am Lambo. 2023, you were great. 2024, let's go be cool.